Om Namo Narayanaya. Namaste. Welcome back. Today, we're doing sort of an unscheduled live stream. As I just had something this week on my thoughts, and I just wanted to share. Before I get into that, though, the Gayatri Mantra. Om Bhavasavaha Tat Savite Parenyambago I would now like to read from Lord Sri Swaminarayam's Shikshapatri, which I actually have read on my channel. If you go back, it's one of the first things I read here. This is verse 39. Mere showing devotion to God in any way shall not be practiced without doing one's varna dharma and ashrama dharma, that being the duties assigned to on the basis of caste and the order of life. And worship of God shall not be given up fearing that some foolish persons may rail at it. Jai Sri Swaminarayan. So I read the Shiksapatriya again this week on my own. And I came across this verse and it just kind of messed me up. Like last night and the night before, I could not stop thinking about it. Particularly the last line, and worship of God shall not be given up, fearing that some foolish persons may rail at it. I read that it's Friday. I read this on Wednesday, and I I had this flashback in time to my earlier life. And you know how sometimes you just read something, and then you've read it before. I've read the Shiksapatri four times now, um, five if you count this morning while I was trying to hunt for the verse. And I never really noticed this line before. And then I read it, and it's like, whoa enlightenment is achieved. I got it. What's the sound of one hand clapping? You know what I mean? That something will just hit you. And that, it just hit me today. And I was thinking, well, I could postpone this show till next week because I already did a show today. But I thought, no, I want to share this. This line from the Shiksapatri, and worship of God shall not be given up fearing that some foolish persons may rail at it. Wow, that hit me so hard because I realized that at one point, I feared worshiping God, and I absolutely feared telling anybody that I was religious in any way, shape, or form, which is kind of ironic, given you're watching me on a religious channel where I blah, 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 all about my feelings and religion, and I've published books about religion. You can see on my website, link down below, shameless plug. And yet at one point, not so long ago, I kept it very personal. I would tell people, yeah, I'm spiritual, but not religious, even though I didn't feel that at all. And today I tell people that I'm religious, but not spiritual. I would be like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. When really I, I felt nothing. Uh, my true feelings, I wouldn't reveal to people. I wouldn't talk about things. And I just flashed back to that reading this verse. I re it was actually a particular moment that came to my head. Uh, I was in my old apartment in New York City. So this is like, I don't know, 
12, 13 years ago. And at that point, I was following Adidas Samraj, and I had a Murti of him as the wallpaper on my computer. And a neighbor knocked on the door one day, and she came in, and my roommate and I were just talking to her about something I don't know. And she could see my computer, and she saw this. This it was a great picture of Adidas. He was sitting there in his chair and in Fiji, and it was just it was it was just a great picture. And she started. She goes, "Who is that? What? What? Oh, that's." And I was sitting at the computer. I'm like, "Oh, it's just someone I know. Really? Oh, who is it? It looks really interesting. No, no, it, it's nothing. Nothing." nothing just just a friend it's just a writer that i know he's he's you know he's just a really good writer oh okay hmm hmm and and she was jewish and my roommate had a weird relationship with her and i just i just really didn't want to talk about adida i didn't talk about adida with anyone i didn't want to and I didn't talk about religion after I left Adida with anyone. I never discussed religion with people. I was raised in a household where you don't talk about the weather. I'm sorry. You only talk about the weather and books and TV shows because you don't talk about religion, politics, or sex. Just never mention those things. When uh, I was really young, my first playmates were uh, these two boys lived across the street and they were Jewish. And I'd go over to their house and they'd have all this Hebrew all over the place. And I would literally ask my mom, like, oh, what is that? Oh, no, no, it's nothing. Don't ask about that. It's just a weird thing. Really? It looks really cool. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, we got to go. Or I'd try to ask them, oh, oh, Cindy, what is this? No, 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 no. He, he doesn't. Oh, no, never mind, Aaron. Never mind, Aaron. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what Jewish was. I didn't know. Or when we had Jehovah's Witnesses that moved in across from me when I was in elementary school, my mom was like, yeah, just avoid them because they're weird, but you can play with their kid. Why were they weird, mom? Oh, don't ask questions. That was my parents' education to me on religion. It was like nothing. Everything was just, it was just a very traditional approach, honestly. It, it's not that they're bad people or horrible. It's just they're, they were born in the 40s. It's just a very traditional approach. Anything that's not Protestant or not Catholic is just a little bit weird. But I wanted to know about this stuff, and I wasn't taught, and no one told me, and it wasn't until college that I really discovered what these things meant. I didn't really know what Jewish meant until college or the difference between Catholic or Protestant. And I you know, have had this long religious journey I've talked about on this channel many times that I'm very open about. But for most of it, I've been fairly private about it. Even when I was going to church, like three to four nights a week, when I was in college and youth groups on Friday night, there's 500 of us. I wouldn't tell anybody I did that. <laughs> um, you know, when I spent time in San Francisco at the uh, San Francisco Zen Center, I didn't tell anybody I did that. Or I kind of would sometimes, but I didn't really want to talk about it. I just always, it, it, I always kind of thought, well, it's my own personal thing. But as I've gotten older, I've thought about, is it really, is it really my own personal thing? And I read this quote from Swami Narayan. And I realized, it's taken me 45 years to have this realization, I didn't not talk about religion 
because it was my own personal thing and I don't want to get into it. And, oh, well, you're Jewish, so you're not going to care. Or you're this or you're not going to care. No, I didn't talk about it because I was afraid. I was afraid of two things. I was afraid of others, but more importantly, I was afraid of myself. I realize now that I never spoke about religion to people. So ironic that I have this channel, but I never talked about religion, never talked about my own religion, kind of skimmed the surface when people would ask me what I thought. I wouldn't enter into conversations about it because I was afraid of myself. Now, I don't really think that's necessarily what Swami Narayan was thinking when he wrote this. I believe when he wrote this, it was what? early 1800s. He was in Bharat, um, Muslims and Hindus, and there's all sorts of stuff here, political and religious, and he wanted Hindus to stand up strong and not hide away. And he wanted them to be out there and, and not be afraid, because if they were afraid, they would stop believing in God, and it would, it, it would kill Hinduism. And I think that's what the Muslims wanted. But he did not want them to give up worshiping God. But the amazing thing about the Shiksapatri and other scriptures is sometimes in context, well, the context changes. Sometimes you read it differently. And I read this and went, I gave up. I, I gave up worshiping God for a while, too. I was a God believer, but I just didn't do anything and I didn't pursue religion because I was afraid. And the line says, and worship of God shall not be given up, fearing that some foolish persons may rail against it. I was that foolish person railing against myself. Now, that sounds probably weird when I say I feared myself. I feared myself more than I feared others. I have never lived in a place like Balat or, or the Middle East or wherever where having one religion may actually bring me harm. I, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to live in a country where everyone has the same religion. So I'm not afraid of that. I, I don't know what it's like being in India with the RSS. I don't know. I live in America. I've lived in Japan and I've lived in Hungary where freedom of religion, if anyone gave a shit, was, was I never worried. And I was very private about it anyways. So I, I don't have that fear. I, I've been around people who have very strong opinions. And yes, I've been told a million times, you should find Jesus because you're worshiping Satan. I've heard that a million times and I don't care anymore. But other than that, I've never really had any threats, real threats from anyone. No one has come to my house. No one has stormed down my door. No one is writing about me in the newspaper. No one is threatening to get rid of me because I'm a heathen. I've never had any of that. The worst I've ever had is I might talk to somebody and they might just give me a weird look and not want to talk to me again. <laughs> but I've had people not want to talk to me just because they didn't like me. But the bigger fear was myself. Because you see, and I didn't realize this till Wednesday, two days ago. And so this is the first time I've put it in words because I don't talk to people you know, I'm not discussing these shows before I'm doing this. Is, this is literally completely off the cuff. I just decided this morning I wanted to speak on this. I feared myself. What did I fear? I did not fear people condemning me or hating me, as I said. What I feared was people asking me questions about what I believed. 
and not having the answers. Let that, that, that sink in. I feared my own beliefs. I feared someone coming to me and going, uh, you believe in, for example, Adida Samraj, uh, uh, promise God man, uh, the world teacher. I would go, yes, I do. Please explain to me um, why he is this great guru that you feel some validation in. That's where my fear would kick in. And that's why I didn't want to have conversations with people. Because deep down, and I realized this, I never put in the words. It's just insane how you go so long. You, you, it's only in hindsight we have realizations. I realized all those years that I've kept silent, it was because I didn't have an answer. I couldn't tell someone how, why he was validated. And in hindsight, he really wasn't. I left him. I didn't care. I don't care now. He's just an example of something I've done. When I was in the Christian church in college for a few years, I I enjoyed it and I loved the history of the church and I love talking about the history, but I never talked about Jesus that I can remember in any way, shape, or form with anybody. It made me uncomfortable to talk about Jesus because I had no relationship to Jesus. I had no belief in Jesus. I had no love for Jesus. I just really liked the history of the church. But I avoided talking about Jesus because I would not have an answer. If someone said to me, do you love Jesus? Oh, yeah, sure. Really, how? Um, um, you know, what's really interesting is John Knox in Scotland, I don't know if you knew this, but he took away blah, 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 blah. I realized two days ago I have avoided talking about religion because I actually had no answers to things because I believed in things and I followed things that I didn't honestly have any heart and soul in. It wasn't that it was a bad thing. And I was like everybody else. I was following things that struck my interest. But it wasn't, ba-bum, ba-bum. There was no love there. And it's taken me all these real, all, excuse me, all these years to realize that I have never talked about religion to people because I was afraid, because I knew deep down I would not be able to explain my beliefs. I would not be able to tell them, yes, I believe in something because X, Y, and Z, because really I didn't believe in what I followed. And that's a really weird revelation to have. To know that I followed different religions, but I didn't, there's no heart and soul in any of those religions. I didn't care about what I believed. And so I didn't really want to talk about them to people. I remember when I was practicing at the San Francisco Zen Center, I was always asking questions about how to do things. And it was the first time I'd ever seen um, little shrines set up in the like, like they have a little shrine or something set up in the corner of a room. And I'd never seen that. And it was like, oh, what's that? And I was really into all the technical aspects of Buddhism, but I never talked about Buddha. I had no interest in Buddha. And I knew it in that situation. I didn't actively talk about Buddha because I, I didn't care. I was just practicing this meditation thing. But almost every other time in my life, I've always been afraid to talk about things because my belief system was, quote, Dr. Who, wibbly-wobbly. I, I didn't have any. I, I was lacking in heart and soul. And so I didn't want 
to tell people what I believed because then they would ask me questions. And if they asked me questions, I'd suddenly be faced with a wall of, yeah, I really, I don't, I have to come to grips with my belief. That's a weird thing. And I literally just realized this two days ago, after all these years of practicing religion, I realized that I've been hiding from myself. Now I'm doing this channel where I talk about religion every week and I read the scriptures and you would never know that at one point I did not talk about religion with people, but it's true. But what happened was I eventually came to the point where I started researching more and I started committing to a path more, and that's Sanatana Dharma. And I just started getting rid of a lot of stuff in my life. I don't do tarot anymore. I don't read astrology. I, I have deliberately pushed things away that I was used to be interested in. I don't even read books on Christian history or other religions anymore. I've read plenty of them. I don't anymore. Now I am just focused on Sanatana Dharma. I am a Vaishnava. Didn't took me a while to get to that point, too. I thought I was in the Shiva because, you know, we see dancing Shiva and Ganesha all over the place, but it's meaningless when you see it in the store branded on something. So I had to find what I believed. And now I've started learning and, and now I find myself falling in love with, for lack of a better word, the Shiksapatri and Swami Narayan. And I just started reading last night in bed a little biography about Swami Narayan because I, just loving the Shiksapatri, I'm like, this is this is a revelation. And it was the first time I read it here on this channel, uh, what, six, seven months ago, or more than that. And for the first time ever, I've become firm in my beliefs. I become strong in my beliefs. And I know what I believe. And we can discuss what I believe. And I can discuss with you, Krishna who I love as much as my fiancé. I love Krishna. Why? We can talk about that. And for the first time ever, I am not afraid to talk about religion, and I am not afraid to put myself out there and have you come back to me with questions. Not that you ask a lot of questions on this channel, but you could, you can. And I am not afraid to have someone say to me, oh, yes, but Satan, you will follow fine, we'll argue that. I will argue with you because I don't believe in Satan. I absolutely do not believe in heaven, hell, or Satan. Those are Christian concepts that I don't believe in. And I've put all that aside. And now that I've become firm in my beliefs, I am now comfortable discussing my beliefs with people. And thus, this channel is very enjoyable and easy for me. But it's very interesting to realize all my life, I really, really wasn't comfortable. I was afraid of foolish people, and that foolish person was me. I was afraid of myself. And deep, deep down, I knew that if someone talked to me, I would be faced with myself and having to explain myself, and I was a fool. I didn't know. I just followed things. I, I it had no meaning for me. So let me turn it around and ask you, my viewer, my listener, I mean, have I made sense? That's the first question. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Or am I just rambling gibberish? Also, have you found yourself in a position where someone has asked you a question about your religion or your beliefs or your spirituality, whatever, takes a thousand forms, and you have literally been like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. 
and as that sort of reverberated in the back of your head, like, wow, they asked me a really basic question and I, I couldn't answer it. Well, from where I'm standing here, days after this revelation, I would say, maybe it's time to firm up your faith. Maybe it's time to grow in that faith and study your tradition, whatever your tradition is, and to read the scriptures and to read the books and to learn what you believe. And I guarantee, though, once you do that, it'll really, your, your faith will grow. Because if you're able to explain to someone, oh, I believe Krishna is X, Y, and Z, or I believe that Allah is X, Y, and Z, or Buddha, or Zoroaster, whoever you want, when you can do that and you're comfortable in those explanations and you're using your own words, you're not just citing from some book. Well, you know, C.S. Lewis said this about the Christian faith, blah, blah, blah. No, no, you're actually saying what you feel. I guarantee your, your feelings of God will be like bigger than you've ever had in your life. I know because when I committed to the Hindu path a few years ago and just said, this is it, I don't want any anything else. Boom, wow, it was like an explosion of spirituality my whole foundation, the inner core of my, my jiva and my spirit, just boom, it just was like something happened to me because I committed and I, and I decided I want answers in my soul and I want to know and I want to be firm in my faith. I still can't always answer questions to people and I still have revelations and I still discover things all the time. Like Shikshapatri, I just discovered this and it's, awesome and I love it and I, I'm, I'm committed to this. This is this is it. This is the revelation I've been waiting for. But I just I just found it so ironic to realize that for years and years and years, 20 years maybe, I studied religions and I went to church and temples and this and that. And yet when it came down to it, my faith was actually so fragile I didn't want to talk about it. Or I'd want to talk about things like history which are not personal at all. You don't find God knowing the history of John Knox. John Knox is the, the founder of the Presbyterian Church. You don't find God by discussing uh, uh, what year a book was published. You find God in knowing God. And I realized I didn't know God, but I knew everything else and thought that'd be good enough. But it wasn't. And I didn't want to talk about that other stuff because somehow I knew, I knew. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. And I just wanted to share that. Maybe this revelation isn't that much of a revelation after all, but it was just fascinating to read the scripture, which I have read four times, five times, and I never saw this line. I swear, I just the line just I just passed by it. And then literally the other day I was listening to a two-hour satsang out of the uh, Arizona Vedic Cultural Center of uh, the Sri Swaminarayan Galukul. And I'm watching this satsang, and and it's in Garajati. Is that how you pronounce it? I might have mispronounced it. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to try. Anyone who watches this channel knows I mess up with words all the time. But they're they're speaking in the Indian tongue, and I'm reading the Shiksapatri, and I just hit the line. I'm like, oh my god! And I thought of this woman who looked at my computer of Adi Da, and I'm like, no, it's it's more than just not wanting to tell a neighbor who I didn't like about Adi Da. It's, it's more than that. I actually didn't even really want to tell my roommate about Adi Da, who had gone to some meetings, because I didn't want to discuss it. It was just like, huh, it was just an interesting revelation. So, 
that's all. That's all I wanted to share. I wanted to get that off my heart. Maybe you understand. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've been in the same place. Either way, I absolutely advocate if you've been in that place, start studying, start learning, learn your faith. It'll uh, it'll it'll explode. It will it'll, whatever your faith is. It just it just will explode. So that's all. I'm gonna end this here. Some random thoughts on this day. And take care of yourselves. Be well. Thank you for watching this channel. Please check out my other videos. Also, uh, everything on YouTube is duplicated on Big Shoot Anchor Podcast on audio form and on Spotify. And if you wish to support me, there's a link down below to my website because I'm a writer and you can pick up some of my books. And actually, as I do this, working on uh, a few religious books, hopefully something will come out later this year on that. Uh, I haven't put out a religious book in a really long time, and I, I really just feel moved to do some things, but we'll see what gets done. But there's a lot of stuff on music and, and some other stuff there that you might be interested in. So with that, I will just say Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Shri Swami Narayan. Thank you for writing the Shiksha Patri. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.